Hi, everyone. Let's talk about money. But not normal money. Not sensible money. Not the money we have. Let's talk about the kind of money most of us will never see. Fuck you money. You know fuck you money, right? It's the money that causes you to say things like, you can't take it with you. I deserve this. It's a gift to myself. The Benz is in the shop, so I skipped out on CrossFit. I'd love it if you could bend over and pour an $1,800 bottle of Cristal on those new tits I bought you for your middle school graduation. Here's a fact that'll make you kick yourself in the old dickaroonie. And if you don't have a dick, kick yourself where Chaz Bono welded his on. It goes like this. It costs $2.24 to mint one single penny. Yet more than 2 million Americans live on less than $2 a day. That sounds a lot more like the concept of fuck you money than we usually use the term. Then again, for a guy like me who does all right, but never seems to have enough fun with my cash, finding 10 bucks is like having fuck you money. Despite that, do you know what I'd do with that 10 bones? Even though I could buy myself something cool, I'd probably give it to a homeless guy. I'd do it because giving that 10 bucks to a homeless guy is like a bigger fuck you. It's a fuck you to the system. It's a fuck you to the fucking man. It's a fuck you to the human smegma that allow these people to be homeless by making it too expensive to live here. Because that 10 bucks will mean a shit ton more to the homeless guy than 10 grand does to them. Look, 5% of the world owns 95% of the money. And because of that, they control prices, rents, taxes, interest rates, and the overall cost of living for the rest of us down below. That, my friends, is fuck you money. And more importantly, it's fuck everyone money. And they're never going to be done fucking us. See Phil over there, saving up for his son's state education? Fucked. Jane, the single mom who sleeps eight hours a week to provide? Fucked. How about Chuck, the guy who hangs out near Coinstar machines looking to find a few quarters to save up towards a lobster salad sandwich? Fucked twice because the 5% also sodomized the seafood importers. In other words, that ain't lobster chuckles. Have that EpiPen handy. And do you know what's the ultimate fuck you money? The kind you make after you trick that same homeless vagrant into freebasing transmission fluid, watching him twitch like a whore at Six Flags, waiting for the seizure to end, and then taking back your 10 bucks. Because America. Tonight we're going to talk about scrimping, saving, spending, and surviving in a country that seems to want us not to. But we'll also cover a million other things, joke about Mike's cardio, and talk over one another like we're being paid to not be heard. It's Friday. And we're in a fucking mood. So since it's the one thing I can still afford, Maestro, play the soundtrack to our poverty. Welcome back to Needless to Say. I'm Craig. I'm here with Brad and Mike. And uh, that was a pretty interesting intro you had going there, Brad. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Uh, I don't think I've said fuck that much in a long time. No. Well, this whole day I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, I, I actually kicked my dresser. <laughs> and the dresser still won. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually watched my drawers. This whole thing, it came from a store around here. Should I mention that? Yeah, fuck them. It's yeah. a store called Cardi's. 
Yep. And these three Albanian assholes. Dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> that stick their faces on everything and rob more copyrights than Heinz has varieties. Right. Okay, these guys just whatever. They, they think they're cooler than the other side of the pillow, and they are exactly the opposite. I hate these assholes. They sold me six years ago a piece of clapboard furniture. Yep. And now I get it. It's not going to last forever. It's press board. It's a piece of shit. But underwear and socks should not destroy, collapse, <laughs> collapse my drawers. And so finally tonight. So if you look at my drawers, they look like there was an earthquake and they just fell on top of each other. But I'm still sliding them in yeah. as if they're actually on track. And finally tonight in front of my kids in the world and God. Uh, I just decided to just. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> I don't know. I could just picture you sitting in a throne, not doing anything for eternity. <laughs> this is the best afterlife ever. <laughs> oh, shit. So, so yeah, so I swore like a truck driver, and I beat the shit out of an inanimate object, and that, my friend, was Friday. Nice. That's it. Craig, you're weak. Uh, Mike, how was yours? <laughs> on. Oh, mine was great. You know, the job search continues and, you know, fucking still smoking butts. Yeah. Actually, I didn't throw the patches out. I think I'm going to burn those fucking things because they don't work for shit. Well, patches, they didn't work for me. And the, then I went to the gum. And you remember when I did the gum? And I the first piece of nicotine gum I put in, my hot side of pond, and I started oh, yeah. sweating. I started, I was like literally like all like got all jittery. I started pouring sweat. Well, there's like 50 milligrams and, of nicotine in each piece of gum. Yeah, yeah those was, things are no joke. No, I was all I was all kid. fucked up. I was like, I spit it out. I'm like I don't I don't want this. Blowing like nicotine bubbles. Yeah, I was like, fuck this. I spit it out and smoked a butt. No, <laughs> much better. Yeah. So anyway, I got uh, I got a um, uh, what do you call it? A prescription for Chantix. Congratulations. And I go to go pick it up. It's $298. And I was like, Jesus hey. Christ. Looks like I'm smoking stuff. Looks like I'm still smoking butts. But, yeah. Uh, Do you know what you should get? You should get Frantics. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where she just shows up every time you light up a yeah, cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> and kicks you in a dick well, like that MMA fighter we saw this week. <laughs> Mike, stop smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make you quit. <laughs> but you know France should be smoking while she's doing it if I could show you my lungs I would but yeah no I didn't mean to cut my week in review short with the ah but that's it's been the same as all the other ones so, so it's a case of we've heard it before you've heard or it before you've literally hit your it. breaking point and yeah, this is it and this is it so we're gonna move from there we can. I mean, I could talk about things coming up that I've never discussed before. I'm going back to New York this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm going to do things a little differently this time. Uh, the first six months of this job, all I've wanted to do in New York is act like a tourist. Yep. And I've been walking around in the junk shops and buying I Love New York shirts, and I still have to get you guys those. <laughs> but one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to venture into the boroughs, and I'm going to go to a heavy metal club because there's a band that we yes. discovered this week. Oh my and god! And it's not a local band. We're we're branching out. Yeah, but you know we're not surface level people. We're a little deeper than that. However, every now and then a band name comes along, and it just kind of ropes you in. Yep. And so I'm on Sunday night. I'm going to see Skullshitter. Yes. <laughs> and I contacted them 
to see, and they haven't responded. They just won't respond. But how many times did I type skull shitter to you in the uh, message? 40, 45. And yeah. I, I actually ended up saying to you, I just like typing skull shit. <laughs> I was like, that was it. I would just hit control copy. Yeah. And, and just, just, just paste it. No, I, like, I liked writing it. It was just fun. Well, I mean, the band's right in my wheelhouse. They're a little heavier than some of the stuff we featured on the show, but they're fucking killer. But they are good. They can they, play. They can fucking play, but I, I can't imagine what band names got turned down. Right. You know, like the, the big band meeting. What are we going to call ourselves? You know, it's like Sons of Apollo. Yeah. Or, or like, you know, something like Crawl Space or something that makes you uncomfortable. And they're like, what about Skull Shitter? And they were all like, agreement. Winner. That's it. That's it. So, you know, in their heads, they're like one hit song away from a Grammy and then never being featured on television. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but guys, if you get our message, please reach out. Reach out. We are fans. Yeah, and, definitely. And I'll be getting a t-shirt if you have them on sale yeah. on Sunday night. I'm going to head down to the St. Vitus Bar in Brooklyn. And then my first day seeing my company in two months, I'm going to roll in there looking like death. Yeah. And they're going to be like, how was your night? Skull shitter. Yeah, skull shitter. <laughs> yeah. And I'm staying in a hotel that might as well be called the Skull Shitter Hotel. <laughs> I'm staying in this place on 10th Avenue, which is a little further out than I like to go. And uh, you're getting a train this time. Well, I'm getting a train back. Back. Yeah. I, well, which is perfect because that's when I pick you up. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'll be on time and I won't have to bitch about a bus. Right. So we're going to lose like 40 minutes of show. Yep. Exactly, but, but I'm excited because I'm actually driving down. My parents have an anniversary. We're going to this really high end Italian restaurant. It's I forget the name, but I think it translates to really overpriced pasta. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very excited about that. So I've got four hundred dollars ready to go for for nine ravioli. For, for, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's my parents' anniversary. Fifty goddamn years. So 50 years. 50 years. That's huh? right. Eight years. The uh, You were eight when they got together. And <laughs> so, uh, they are, they're, they're doing good. They're doing good. It's uh, It's been a hell of a ride. So they're worth it. Yep. I'm heading down, so it's going to be a good time. But I figured, why not coordinate a business trip with it? Yeah. And that's that. So I'll just hop into the city, and then you guys will see me in a week. That's it. Skull shitter. Skull shitter. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be wearing that on yeah. the train. Yeah. <laughs> and then so now I've been kicked off Peter Pan bus for pornographic video. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be kicked off the Amtrak dining car <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because of excessive beer consumption. And a skull And a skull shitter. <laughs> I would imagine what the back of that shirt must say. Like shitting in your skull since 98. <laughs> I can't fucking wait. So it's going to be a good time. No, that's awesome, though. I mean, at least you're not flying back. Well, Speaking of <laughs> you know, getting sucked out of windows and shit. Apparently, it's just really like low-rent flights, too. They were barely over Philadelphia, leaving from New York. They just left. And apparently, the air quality in Philadelphia is so bad that it forced an engine to explode. <laughs> yeah. And then suck a woman who had the misfortune of not being fat enough to plug the hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was she horrible. She sucked out. She no, yes, she no, did. They, she got half no, sucked. She didn't. She, she was no, she was almost out. They pulled yeah, her back they in. Pulled her back in. But and she, she died. Sadly, she died. Well, I actually heard that her head got out, and then she yeah, got yeah, hit yeah. with the. Debr- was she, well, she got her head was well, outside of a plane. Sucked out totally. Like, you know? Well, the thing was, is she actually was wearing a seatbelt. Oh, 
Really yeah, they confirmed she was wearing a seatbelt. So it probably pulled her head out the window while she was still wearing a seatbelt. And then, you know, doing 498 miles an hour, they were doing Yeah, they were still getting up the speed at yeah. that point. Where were they headed? Florida, I think? Uh, I don't know. I think it was Florida. But yeah. you get over Philadelphia. I mean, you're barely in the air. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's a that's two-hour drive. You yeah. Know? So that's nothing. And her head was literally outside of an airplane and getting a barrage of debris from an exploding yep. engine. And all people can talk about this week is the pilot who maintained her calm yeah. and landed a plane. And she's a hero, like yep. Sully, who landed but on the water. Still is impressive, though. I'm not knocking her. But yep. can we take five minutes and talk about the woman, the woman who got- lived out everybody's flying fears? Yeah. Okay. It, that's really awful. Yeah, it's terrible. It's an atrocious way to die. And I don't like flying to begin with, but now I'm, I don't even want to sit by a window now. Yeah. You know, uh, the guy in the middle had the better seat there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a horrible thing. I'm going to stop putting all fat people up against the windows just in case that happens. Yeah. Just plug it up. So I said Southwest is offering flights half off. <laughs> half out. Half out. Half We're off. having a one engine discount. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At any moment, we lose an engine. That's right. Is 50% New York to Miami, eventually. Yeah. So you fly Southwest, you can get sucked out of the window. You fly in United, your pet's going to die. Right? Screwed. You fly on Delta, it just sucks. <laughs> People they have sold rude. you headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they did sell me headphones. Yeah. But what the fuck? But the thing is, too, is like a lot of people don't realize these planes are fucking old. Yeah, they are. A lot of them are old. That plane was 18 years old. There's a video of uh, an employee putting duct tape on an engine. (laughs) Duct tape. No, I get it. It's good. It's probably appropriate. But if you're looking out, you're, you're on the tarmac and you're excited. You're going on a journey and you got a little kid, pigtails, peering out that window. Mommy, what's the silver tape? And there's a guy out there on a airplane engine, a jet engine, taping duct tape. an amazing fucking thing. I get it. it. It's great in the home, and when you're not thirty thousand feet in the air. I mean, they, yeah. they could use it. Just don't do it in front of the passengers, man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's like it was like my uncle Ray worked for fucking the airline. <laughs> <laughs> He's <laughs> got a box with a hammer, a screwdriver, and a duct tape. Everything was fucking duct taped. Everything had duct tape on it, including his boat. Yep. I mean, oh, I, you know, oh, I, oh, all right. Here we go. I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it like that. Yep. But no, no. It, let's let's. Uh, I'll go into an Uncle Ray story here. That's a fantastic idea, and I meant no disrespect by no, that. No, That's no. not what I meant. No, no, no. I get it. Uh, he, everything was fucking duct tape. It was, it was like the God's answer to everything. If you had duct tape, you were all set. No matter what happened. You know what I mean? And, uh. This shit works. It does. Oh, yeah. I mean, put it, he had a small, his, his smallest boat, this, he had a little skiff that was, that was a, uh, he used to use it for cog and stuff like that. And, and, uh, going to New Jersey, he was taking the New Jersey and get, Oh yeah, you would what? trailer it all the way to New Jersey, and get um, horseshoe crabs. Oh, and that's when, when they yeah, were coming to shore. when they would come to shore and, and they would scoop them up. You get forty cents a piece. That's crazy. And then he, I remember one time he drove down there, he drove his boat there, 
to get him. And there were so many on the beach that he left his boat in New Jersey and rented a fucking U-Haul truck really? <laughs> yeah. filled and filled it and drove all the way back and sold them and then went back and got his boat. <laughs> <laughs> but that small skiff, he had it the where you put the key in to start the boat was a water duct tape with a hole in the middle of it <laughs> for you to stick a screwdriver in. And then you would turn the screwdriver and the boat would start up. <laughs> right? <laughs> But that's also how you shut it off, <laughs> you know? So one time he takes my mother out on the boat and my mother's sitting and, you know, he's picking up uh, horseshoe crabs off the boat. And he's just like, my mother went with him for quality time. She wanted to spend quality time with Ray, you know? And she's on the boat and he's on the shore picking up the, the, the um, horseshoe crabs and... All of a sudden, my mother realizes he's getting further away. Now, the anchor let loose. So she's just drifting out to the bay. <laughs> Armed with nothing but a screwdriver. Yeah. And this is the time of no cell phones. You know what I mean? So she's yelling, what do I do? So he's like, "You in a, in a few hours, you'll get back to Bristol. Like, the, the current's moving that way. When you get there, call Jimmy Cook. <laughs> which was one of when his you best get friends there. When you like she's gonna land right <laughs> in a dock yeah. she's gonna be right in a slip so like, call Jimmy <laughs> Cook he'll, he'll come and get me and she's panicking and now the boat's just sitting she's like no I'm not doing that so he's like alright alright there's a screwdriver on the center console he's like stick it in the hole in the dashboard and turn it so he goes and he's telling her he's like turn it and the boat will come on and, and you know so she does it. She turns it, and the boat, the fucking thing's full throttle. She turns the fucking thing. <laughs> the fucking boat just starts shooting towards the fucking shore. So he's yelling at her, turn it off, turn it off, with the screwdriver. So she fucking, she actually did it. Still beats the boat. You know what I mean? All right. You know? But uh, they got, so they got back, you know, and, uh, I was getting to the duct tape stuff. That's it. everything he did was duct tape. So I was with my uncle Bob one time in Providence and we fucking car just shuts off. Won't fucking run. We're like, what the fuck? We can't start. So we call Ray. So he shows up. He's like, Oh, it's the carburetor. So we're like, okay. And this is old, older cars. You know what I mean? So he's like, it's a carburetor. Uh, you, the pump, the fuel pump is broken. So we're like, all right, what are you going to do? He's like, hold on. He goes in the back of his truck. He takes the gas can out of the back of his truck. He's got a boat, you know, his boat gas can. And he just starts attaching hose. He sticks a hose into the gas tank <laughs> of the car, right? Duct tapes it to the side of the car. Then sticks, takes another hose and sticks it into the carburetor. <laughs> And duct tapes it to the carburetor. And he's like, oh, you got to pump the ball. You know the ball on the ga- on yeah. boat gas tank? you got to pump the gil- pump the ball and start the car. We do- The fucking thing started up, yeah. right? And we drove back from Providence doing about 15 miles an hour. The whole time fucking pumping the fucking gas like that. And my, my, it was my Uncle Bob's friend, Kevin, is in the passenger seat just fucking pumping. Like, and my Uncle Bob's just yelling, Kevin. pump, pump. And he's fucking going. He's like doing it. And Ray's following his whole, everything's just duct taped to the fucking car. Like fucking. 
Yeah, he was a fucking amazing guy, man. He did a lot of rare shit like that. Like, but everything. If you go, his fucking windows were duct taped on his house. <laughs> yeah, all kinds of shit going on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he had shit. Constantly. I'm still gonna argue against its use on an airplane. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I, I've got my limits. He wouldn't have. <laughs> he would have been like, no, it's fine. It's perfect. I had him change fucking uh, timing belt on my truck. He pulled a piece of my truck out and threw it on the ground and said, I didn't need that. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, it was a fucking overflow for the coolant tank. And he pulled it out so he could get the thing in, so he could get the uh, the belt in. And he said, yeah, you don't need that. I think you do. I kind of think you need that. Just tosses it behind him, clang, yeah. right on the driveway. I'm like, Ray, what do you want to do? Oh, you don't need that. So, fuck. I feel it. like he should work at Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay, so, you, you know, my Uncle Ray with the duct tape probably should go to your house and fix your bureau. If he was still around, yeah, we get him. To- <laughs> it would just be silver. Yeah. It would the whole thing would just be. Yeah. I have a nice, have big duct tape, bureau. shiny matte silver, yeah. fucking dresser. But you're complaining about money, yeah, and you, you know, you complain about your bureau being broken. And last week, I noticed that you were sending us pictures of all the pops that you bought. Yeah, I've got problems. <laughs> and it started with you, asshole. Yeah. Because I started when you dragged me to Comic-Con the first time, and everybody there sells pop figures. Everybody. Everybody. There's thousands and thousands of pop figures in this place, and some of them were rare. And it started out where you were waiting in line for Negan, and you were like, okay, Brad, you just go wander. And so I did. And I wandered with, uh, I was with Kaylin, right? Yeah, yeah. my sister and my And then she either. splintered off because she wanted to go. And so her and her kid went. And so I'm walking around with a shopping bag. And then I, I just finished watching Breaking Bad. And I found the Walter White yep. pop figures. And I said, this is awesome. And it's been a slow burn up until about a month ago. And then I, and <laughs> yeah, then I found out yeah. that they made a David Hasselhoff and, and no. Pam Anderson one. Oh, yeah. So I And they were like four bucks. Really? I do have oh, them. Oh, my God. That's awesome, dude. So that's I started. Awesome. I had a handful over the years, but I had like 10. I've now got like 30. Yep. And that's oh, in the last man. month. I told my kids what to get me for Father's Day. And I'm developing this collection, but I'm also being an asshole about it because I'm taking them out of the boxes. Oh, no, fuck it. Take them out of the box. Some of them. Play with it. Not the rare ones. <laughs> keep the rare ones in I don't the box. have any rare ones. Just the ones I get are the bottom it. shelfers. I'm yeah. not paying full price. Like, I get the rare Voltron one. With the gold one? Yeah, it's in the box. Oh, no, that one I would. I have the regular Voltron. He's just colorful and yeah. stupid looking. But, yeah, this has become a thing, man. And I realize that the pop figures now, it's becoming an OCD thing where I need to have every Star Wars Rogue One pop. And I'm not going to stop until I get them all. You need the set. But that's how they design it. 90% of the collection is available everywhere. And then 10%, you can't find anywhere. You can't find anywhere. And the one I'm looking for is young Jin Erso. Yep. The little girl. And that's that sounds bad. It'll be at Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. It'll be at Comic-Con. Well, I'll probably You'll end up spending 40 bucks for it there, yep. you know? But we'll be there three days. I'm sure I'm going to walk out of there turning a net loss. Yeah. I have no doubt. But I realize it, it, it's not just pop figures. I 
video games. Yes. You know, if I play five minutes of Tomb Raider and say, this is awesome, I've got to own every game in the series. Yeah. And if somebody says there's five unique posters for X movie, I've got to own them all. Otherwise, I don't want one. Yeah. I'd rather not have any than not have them all. You need them all. And it's becoming like a problem. And I also do this thing. I like building scale models. This is like my zen, you know? When, yeah. when I have the house to myself, and I, this is what I love to do. And I've done it only a handful of times. Yet I have probably spent hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on paints and airbrushes. <laughs> yeah. I have the perfect setup. I just never build them. I got like 12 models in boxes just waiting. Just waiting to be built. I've got Ecto-1 from the Ghostbusters. I can't wait to build that That's an awesome thing. model. And I've got display cases at the ready. All I have to do is actually go and fucking do it. Yep. And it's, but I realize I'm getting a little obsessive over everything I collect. I, I need to be able to just say, oh, that's cool. I have a pop figure. Yeah. Why not? But why do I need 40? Why not? I mean, I do the same thing though. I mean, like I, like you collect models. I do the same thing with miniatures, like the D and D miniatures that happened. Hey, Jerry, happy birthday. <laughs> um, that like, cameo. You know, that happened with us playing Dungeons and Dragons. And then I started painting. Yeah, I started painting them, and then it became an obsession. Like, I, I need that figure. But I, you were you know? using them, right? Yeah, yeah, some of them. I have some that I, that I haven't used that were more... Um, well, the scale's a little different, but the, and they were expensive because they were rare. There was only, they, you only made 500 of them, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So I have some of those. I mean, I'll never claim you know, to understand your weird born-again virgin culture. I'll, yeah. ne I'll never understand that. <laughs> but I can appreciate the f you doing all this if you're going to use them we when you play. We have tons of them. I Hundreds. don't quite understand the need to have a whole bunch of them because they're tiny little faceless guys. No, like, they got faces on them. They got faces. You should see the paint jobs that, these, that this kid has put on some of them. I oh, mean, they like, got faces on And yet he lets himself leave the house looking like that. <laughs> yeah, <know>. right? <laughs> You haven't had a haircut since Christmas. No, I haven't. It's insane. Christmas. That <laughs> was before that. But uh, no, like, so, I mean, I collect those, but I collect other shit, too. I mean, besides, like, well, we talked about this before. I collect comic books. And even that, like you said, like Spider-Man. I'm obsessed with collecting Spider-Man. I collect all comic books, but my main obsession is Spider-Man. And I'm not, I want them all. I'll never have one and two you know and maybe unless i find you know if i find it somewhere at a fucking yard sale or something then i'll just lose my mind but yeah. i mean <laughs> you sell fran into white slavery yeah <laughs> but i've been i mean i've been on the hunt and accumulating all the other ones you know and i've got a bunch <laughs> you know and i a lot of them i've been working on key issues because i I work on the key issues because the key issues are get well, I mean, there's still key issues that come out now, but the old ones, they're, they're, some of them are hard to find, but not only that, they're getting old now and they're going to get ruined. So I try to, I concentrate on getting those so that I can protect them, <laughs> you know, so I can get them and protect them, you know? So, so but, a reputable comic dealer won't, but you will? No, no. <laughs> The thing is, comic gonna, dealers are like uh, white knighting an inanimate object. Yeah, no, it's better no, than beating the no. shit out of one. Though I'm not saying protect them. I'm saying protect them for myself. 
I, I want you. them so I'm not getting them in crappy, beat up condition. Are you reading them? Yeah, I re- yes, yes, absolutely. I read them all. When I buy, a, I'll buy a stack of comic books and spend three hours sitting on the couch reading all of them. No, I got to ask you: Is there anything collectible coming out today? Oh yeah, there's absolutely. Because st- it seems like every conversation it always steers back to one and two. Well, and Mad Magazine did something really interesting recently. They moved all their offices and fired the whole staff, and they moved out to the West Coast. Yeah, and they yeah. said that they they said Mad Magazine is over. Next month, come back when we relaunch Mad Magazine, and they're doing Mad Magazine number one all over again. Yep. Is that what comic books are doing? Well, it's funny. Yeah, a lot. A lot of them have done that. Uh, DC did it with the new Fifty Two, and the whole, they relaunched the whole thing. You know what I mean? But the thing is, I, I said this. You know, sometimes I go like we went to Comic Con, and my sister saw. You know, my sister likes comic books too. She never really collected them, but she always liked them. So she started getting into it, and she started. And she would get excited, you know, we're looking through a box of book, you know, a box of books and she sees, I'm sorry, comic, comic books. books. Yeah. And, um, you know, she sees um, like a Thor from the 70s and right away she's like, I'm going to buy it. And I said, listen, just because it's old doesn't mean it's worth anything. I've never you know? known that better than hanging out with you two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but but just because it's old doesn't mean it's worth anything. And also, just because it's new doesn't mean that it's not. You know what I mean? There are comic books that are coming out now, and I have a few that are worth a good chunk of change. I mean, number ones are always going to be worth something. But I also feel like the production values have gone way up. Oh, way up. That's And also, the production process has gotten way cheaper thanks to computers. Yeah. So... Is something still rare now? Because they can make 10 times the amount of them now. Well, they, and they usually do. And a lot of times... But you, you get... Um, like, there was a, a comic book series that I bought not too long ago. And it sold so fast that they immediately issued a second edition. That's the other thing. is They'll they'll issue a number one second edition. You know, And so, how much value is that? Nothing. So you just have a number one that will never be worth anything. It might be worth a little bit. You know what I mean? It'll increase a little bit in value, but it's still the second edition. You know what I mean? And third, there's thirds and fourths. I've I've got books that have come that comic books, Brad, that have gone to fourth editions. You but know what I mean? Then at that point, but, what's the point of having a number one? It doesn't mean anything anymore. No, but unless you, you just want to read them. No, if you have number one first edition. Yeah, but see, they're just they're adding limited. tiers, and they're minimizing the value of it. Yeah, they, the more you they dilute are. it, the worse it gets. And but they, they're not the comic book industry, like Marvel or DC, isn't make. They're not making comic books for you to make money. <laughs> no you know shit. what I mean? They're making comic books for them to make money. So if it's selling, if it's a if it's a good, oh, uh, but I disagree because it's the hope of making money. Everybody who really is spending money on comic books, let's face it, they're people our age. Yeah. Okay. Kids are buying them and tossing them. Okay. They, they don't understand the value of yeah. it. Somebody told them they're not going to be worth anything. They read them. They throw them in a closet, and that's the end of it. The people who know the actual value of these things, and they've seen their toys depreciate over time because they didn't take care of them. Yeah. The ones buying those comic books now, they understand. So I feel like DC and Marvel, they are in the business of getting you interested in well, the value. Well, yeah, exactly. Like pretty soon, free comic book day is coming up. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Free comic book day. I think it's this Saturday, actually. No, uh, next Saturday. Um, you can go to a comic book store and they have DC, Marvel, all Image, all the major comic book companies will release a comic book that's free. So you can bring your son there and get him a free comic book. You know what I mean? And they're doing that to entice readers, to get people in, you know, and... Get people hooked on the, to on get, the characters. Yeah, like, you know, like, come on in. Books, grab yeah. a comic book for free. And, you know, and... Kind of like the drug deal. On yeah, the exactly. exactly. Hey, you want some of this? <laughs> First one's free. You know, Absolutely. But exactly. And they, and they do that every year. It's every May. The first week of May every year has been free comic book day. And, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I have no idea. And it's, it's really cool. You know, I don't go there that day because... It's just, Back it's ridiculous, it's you know. It's amateur and hour. And it, yeah, and, well, no, 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 not so you much see me that. there, ooh. Not so, not so much that, but you get the people that just walk in there, and, you know, I feel bad for the guy who owns the comic book store. He's sitting there, and he's got a whole, you know, uh, table of free comic books, and someone just walks in and, and goes, one, two, three, right down the line, picks them all up, and then walks out the door. You know what I mean? Well, it's shouldn't like, it be one per customer? Wouldn't that be a respectable thing? To uh, do? The, yeah, one of, yeah. But it's going to be one of each. Uh, each. Um, yeah, exactly. And it should be. You know, but they don't do it. A lot of places don't do it like that. They're just like, whatever, go ahead. I'll take but, Ethan, but the last thing he needs is another thing to look at instead of actually going out. I signed him up for T-ball. He has yet to use this glove. I know the weather hasn't really cooperated. Nah, exactly. But and he will. Watching him with that goddamn tablet, I want to throw it at his oversized But get him a comic book. And, it, I mean, a lot of people laugh. You know, comic books, it's a kid's thing. There's, I mean, for one thing, it helps reading. You know what I mean? It helps with reading. <laughs> Look at Mike. And there's, there's a lot of good writing going on, right? especially right now. There's a lot of good writing going on. In comic books right now. Uh, at this point in my life, I'd rather just collect plastic, oversized head exactly. toys. <laughs> so, but uh, skipping from that, I'm not going to continue on about comic books anymore because <laughs> I'm boring people. Well, Mike, but, what, did you, what did you collect, Mike? We haven't heard from kid, you at all. Yeah. Mike is sick, by oh, the way. Mike is sick. Holy crap! It just really like hit me just before we got on too. And um, when I was a kid, man, big time was hockey cards. I was so into hockey. Yeah, mostly goalie cards. Because I was, I used to love goaltending and shit. But yeah. that and G.I. Joe's. G.I. Joe's. G.I. Joe's. I did the same thing, yeah. I mean, my aunt, my mother, my grandmother, my grandfather, they all worked at Hasbro. Yep. So I was getting, like, all kinds of G.I. Joe's. Who was your favorite G.I. So you weren't G. collecting them. You were just collecting them because they were handing them to you. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I had two favorite G.I. Joe's, but I want to hear yours first. Favorite G.I. Joe's? You mean, like, 80s friggin' uh... Yeah, I'm not talking, like, when you were alive. Like in the '60s, but I liked Gung Ho. Gung Ho was cool. Yeah, I like Bobby Drew. <laughs> no, <laughs> I like uh, I like Destro. Yes, for Destro many, is cool because for the many of the head. same reasons. Yeah, it was Chrome. But fucking Zartan changed colors. Zartan was cool. What were the twins? Tomax and Zaymot. Yep. yep. I like them, and then I like Sergeant Slaughter because they had a wrestling crossover. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's right. And, but the, my favorite one because he came with skis, but I'll never admit it. Well, I, I'm about to. You know it. His name was Snowjob. Snowjob. Snow <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Snowjob. And the reputation continues. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's a snowmobile right there on top of the yep. mantle. Cool. I'll steal it. But I mean. <laughs> 
It's all, it's, I mean, like, Star Wars stuff. You have tons of it. I have shitloads of Star Wars shit. You know what I mean? I collect it. Um, but I recently, over the past couple of years, I started collecting autographs. That's been my big thing. Yeah. Oh, and, and it's no joke. His collection. And you break them out every time I go to your barbecue like I've never seen them. <laughs> like I've never seen a bunch of black and whites in frames. Brad, have I, I shown lie. you my autographs? Yeah. And before it's I not, can say yes, Craig. It's not, it's not yeah. like he's bringing out, like he's bringing out a, a, a photo album with all these things in it. No, they're actually framed and everything. The big stacks yes. of walking out, walking out of but a I don't, with a bunch the, of acid-free paper. The other thing is I don't collect autographs of, like I don't buy them on eBay. I have to actually get the autograph. That's the best way. I you know think. what I mean? That's I'm not going to buy someone's team. autograph unless I actually met them. What did that dude from The Walking Dead write you? Oh, that was uh, Josh McDermott, who plays Eugene on The Walking Dead. It was great. There's there's uh, um, an episode of The Walking Dead where he shoots a fire hose. It's like a turret on yeah, the yeah. top of the thing with you know for water. For water. And he starts blasting the zombies with it. And I thought it was awesome. I loved that scene. So when I was looking at all the pictures, it was it was a picture of him on the fire hose turret. You know? So I said, I want that picture. That picture is awesome. So he wrote on it. He said, Craig, uh, great to meet you. Can't wait to hose you down. <laughs> right? And, but the best was he wrote it. Like, he, like, covered it with you, his arm while he wrote it. And he That's handed it to me, like, upside, like, he waved it, like, to let the ink dry. And he handed it to me. And he's like, all right. He's like, awesome meeting you, man. Have a good day. And I walked away, and I read it. And as I read it, I looked back at him, and he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I, that was great. That, See, that's th- something you can't buy yeah. when you buy shit like that online. And I thought that was As I walked away, I looked back at him, and he's laughing. He's like, yeah. And it says it right on it. Craig, can't wait to hose you down. <laughs> that's great. Well, I mean, I bought one on eBay. It said, dear Brad, stay unintentionally gay. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what do you know? There I you mean, go. Some, sometimes you just strike gold. <laughs> yeah. That's what eBay's all about. But I mean, it's, I like I said, I won't, I won't buy them. Like if you go, if you go to Comic Con, they'll have them for sale, too. Like outside of the thing, it's like I'm not gonna buy someone's autograph be, unless I meet them. Yeah. You well, that's know, why I, I won't do it, and I don't want to do. Experience. I don't want to do a Comic Con thing again. But the, that's why I won't wait in those huge lines because you're not gonna get any quality time with them. Okay, but when I went over to the wrestlers that time. You know, I talked about Joey Fatone and I talked about all those guys, Ian Ziering, and they spent real quality time with those guys to the point where they were calling my name later. But actually, the best conversation I had that day is when I walked off on my own and I met up with uh, badass Billy Gunn, yeah. who's part of Degeneration X. And him and this other guy, Damian Sando, I don't think he's even wrestling anymore, but they were both there. And I said, you know, I double it up. I'd love both of you to take the picture. And we had a great time just talking old school wrestling. And there were no lines. And yeah. at that point, I guess Stan Lee was farting dust somewhere in the building. Yeah. So people went running. Yep. You know, and the ghost of Shatner like haunted the airwaves. So we we just talk like normal people. And I think that was the best thing. So I didn't get an autograph from them, but I, maybe that was one I should have got. Yeah. You know, but you know, th- I get what you do. But I just I, can't believe the amount of them you have. I, yeah, I skipped. I started skipping the big ones, like like that. After that, um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan mishap, I was like, never again. I'm not doing that again. I would have brought my own bat and hit him over there. Yeah. <laughs> did I, you uh, did you end up? You have uh, Stan Lee. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I but I I I paid I paid just uh, in time. 
I got the VIP for that and everything to meet him. So it wasn't that bad. I met him right away and, you know, and that was awesome. Yeah. But um, Plus I paid for that, you know, and I had him sign a yeah, comic book right. that paid that paid for that. <laughs> you well, know, yeah. I, you know I mean, that was the thing, you know, but yeah, it's, you know, but I met him. It, well, it was, it was, but I'll never sell it. That was the thing is when it was all said and done, I, I had it in my hands. That with you. Yeah, when I had it in my hands, I was like, I'm not going to sell this ever. That was awesome for me. That was like meeting, I was meeting a hero for me. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. A guy and, who gropes nurses. and Yeah, it was awesome. And, and now but, now he's fighting yeah, to, to get elder his, abuse. Yeah. He's fucking, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's something, man. But then, <laughs> you know, but I've had experience, like, like uh, what's it, Judd Nelson, uh, not Judd, um, what's his name? Judge Reinhold. Judd Reinhold. You were there for that. That was awesome. Right, <laughs> and then um, who was the best was Michael Bean, who played um, Reese in the Terminator. Oh, the original one, right? Yeah, yeah. He was Reese in the Terminator, and he was uh, Johnny Rico in Tombstone, which is oh, Tombstone yeah. is still one of. I mean, that's in my top ten. You know what I mean? Of movies of all time, I love that fucking movie. So when I walked up. First off, I told him right away. I said, listen, I made my mother drive all over this state to fucking get those black Nikes that you were wearing yeah, in Terminator. And he started laughing. He's like, those were fucking cool shoes. And then I, but you know, so I was like talking about that. And then I said to him, I said, one thing I wanted to ask you is how long did it take you to learn that gun routine? Like in, in Tombstone, when he flips the gun around, he does all that fancy shit and puts it in his holster. And he goes, ah, sit down. He says, he's like, sit down. So he pulls a chair out. I sat down with him. And he talked to me for 15 minutes. Just, there was people in line and everything. (laughs) And he talked to me for like 15 minutes about it. Because I was finally someone asking him not about Terminator. You know, like I mentioned that's a big deal. You know, And, and he talked about it. And it was actually... Like, you know, really cool story. He told me about it. He was saying how all... He goes, the director was getting pissed because when he was learning that routine and when he was filming it, the director was getting pissed because he goes, all you could hear the whole time on the set was guns dropping because all the other actors were fucking trying to do it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's dropping. He goes, it was like a whole bunch of 12-year-old kids with guns, like trying to flip them around, you know? But it was just... It was cool. Got to sit down with them for a while and bullshit with them about it. Same thing, Pee Wee Herman. Oh, Jesus. Talked to him for about 10 minutes. What did he sign? Uh, <laughs> same thing as the other guy? Yeah. Can't, not, can't wait to hose you down. <laughs> can't wait to hose you down, yeah. <laughs> nope. Um, I asked him if you wanted to go see a movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know just the theater. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, so I don't want to bore everybody anymore with my... Fucking autograph stories. I'm sorry. Well, then we got to end the show. Yeah. <laughs> Forever. Shit gets expensive. Well, let me ask you, Craig, how much are you willing to reveal about how much you've spent on collectibles? At least $19.99. Good for you. <laughs> I've seen the receipts. You get one, you get the other one free. I've seen no. the receipts. I've seen the receipts. Yeah. Fran, if you're listening, he's being legit. Yeah, no, totally. It was this like 20 a, bucks. A totally sustainable <laughs> habit. I would say up until recently, I wasn't spending much because I actually do reviews on a video game site, so I don't pay for games. Yep. And that's a good 
problem to have. Yeah. I got to write one article a month. And I, I usually free just games find them awesome. in the parking lot at Best Buy. It's incredible. Every time I go to Best Buy, I'm like, look at this game I found <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, right next to the kid you just yeah. punched. <laughs> just a trail of bodies through I won this. <laughs> I tell Fran, I won this. I did that a couple times. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got free shirts. Because I didn't want to justify the T-shirts that are breaking my shelves right now. <laughs> but, no, I actually did win a bunch of heavy metal site. Because I have a ton of heavy metal T-shirts. That's another habit. Of yeah. mine. I collect concert shirts yeah, of shows I didn't go to. Of shows I didn't go to. Tours I never attended. Tours that never made it to America. I've got the souvenirs. I was there. Yeah. And it, it gets out of hand. And so I, I started playing this contest on a site called Metal Injection. Nice. And they did a caption contest every week. And in addition to hosting one on my Facebook page, I decided to start playing another one. And yep. I started winning. And so I got some shirts, I got some uh, DVDs and things like yeah. that. It, you know, just shit that's lying around their office, you know. But I, mo- most of the time I'm spending money. And I'm buying, yeah. buying souvenirs for things I didn't attend. And uh, now pop figures. So my wife, as you can imagine, is thrilled. Yeah. Just absolutely thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the way, I mean, like, I spend money at Comic-Con every year. You know, my wife, you know, we divvy it up. I'll go there with like four hundred bucks, you know. And, uh... <laughs> and why are yeah. we laughing? I yeah, know. it's not yeah. funny. Well, no, yeah, I go that's there a with, lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. I go there with like four hundred dollars. That's for you know, each day. You know, for each day of the and uh, <laughs> that's what I spend. You know, I keep within my budget. You know, but uh, yeah, it does get expensive. Might but it's worth I mean, it. Well, it kind of ties into what I was talking about earlier. Is it? We're we're looking at four hundred dollars now. We're all grown men. Yep. Okay. We're all mostly gainfully employed, <laughs> <laughs> but we're all adults and we make money. And we're talking about budgeting four hundred dollars into something that brings us a lot of happiness. Yes. And in the grand scheme of things in the world today, four hundred dollars is not a lot of money. No. Tank of oil, depending on the size of your tank. Right? Yep. Okay. Car repair. That's four hundred dollars, you know. Food for the month. You yeah, know, I, I I feel like it sucks that we work as hard as we do and we don't get to enjoy any of our money. And so when we do get a chance to save up and spend four hundred dollars in an event like Comic Con, where I could load up on a bunch of plastic figures and you can load up on comic books and autographs, it's it's kind of sad. Yeah, you know that's where I'm at because we bust our asses all year long to try to do something. And now yeah. we do this show in hopes of getting discovered, so maybe we can get more cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we can't enjoy it. You know? No, and I had a yeah. blow up tonight. Uh, full disclosure, I left my house tonight. I'm like, why do I work? My, yeah. ki- my kids were being completely insufferable and completely unappreciative of my wife. And my wife is sick right now, and she's not getting any love whatsoever. And then, like I said, tomorrow I'm going to drive you know, all the way to Connecticut and then spend shit ton of money on pasta. Yeah. And, you know, you do it for the right reasons, but you realize that it's easy come, easy go. Yeah. And as soon as that money's gone, I just would, I would love to spend that money on something else. Yeah, exactly. And I hate having to wait for an event like Comic-Con to go wild. So, you know, I don't feel like the world is designed for guys like us anymore. I think the world is too expensive. No, and I, I don't think it was ever designed, though, for guys like us. I mean, it's, 
it's uh, overindulgence in a, in yeah. a sense because you know people talk about inflation. I've said this all the time. You know, people like, oh, you know, a loaf of bread used to be a nickel, and it's like, yeah, but you also used to make eighteen dollars a week. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So that nickel was fucking a lot of money. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's relative. It's all, rel- it's all proportional. I mean? it's, it's all proportional, except for things like rent. When we were talking about this topic yes. this week, most of the major urban centers in America now, now like we always knew New York and San Francisco and Chicago well, high, yeah. and Boston. These are expensive places to live, but now. Look for a one-bedroom apartment in a half-ass city like Providence. Yep. And I'm sorry, but it's a half-ass city. It is. It's a glor- absolutely. It's a glorified it's, town. It's gotten. It was. It was better ten years ago than it is now. Yep. And it was worse fucking ten years before that. It was a dump. So they tried to rebuild it, and it sucks. But try yep. to get a one-bedroom apartment in, in near one of the colleges. Yeah. Can't do it. No, you can't. And if you do, it's a closet. You know, you expect these things from a San Francisco. It's like a mortgage payment yeah. for a house. It's getting obnoxious now. And what's happening is all these cities are pricing themselves out of existence. Nobody can afford to live there anymore. And then they bitch and moan that the local economy isn't good anymore because yeah. nobody's going there. Nobody's going there, exactly. Well, don't open a bagel shop in a town where you've got an $1,800 studio apartment in a neighborhood that's questionable at best. Yes. You know, nobody exactly. is going to pay that. So they're pricing themselves out, of, and it's happening in New York. Everybody was like, oh, New York's spreading out, spreading out. No, what's happening is people are getting further away from the downtown. Yep. And eventually it's going to rubber band. Yeah. And we're going to have the 70s all over again with graffiti trains and, you know, like the yep. fucking warriors. Exactly. And all, all of that shit. It's <laughs> yep. all going to come back again, and it's going to be a ghetto. Yeah. It's going to be a ghetto. And even that, like, you know, unless you get a ramen noodle truck. <laughs> You know, like the food trucks. You go to a food truck and you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to go get a hot dog out of the food truck for two bucks. No, you're not. No, no, you're not. not. You're going to spend $17 for a plate of some gourmet food off a food truck. That's still served to you on a styrofoam plate. Yeah, exactly. And so it's the grasp. It's it's that capitalism. It's that grasp for more. And the worst part is, and I said this, is like we talked about concert tickets. Oh, God, yeah. Right? Concert tickets are outrageous. Yeah, you know, sporting event Sport tickets events. are fucking outrageous. Well, we're all football fans here. Can yes. anybody afford to go to a game? Hell no. 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 Giants tickets are handed down in wills. For better or for worse, these are tickets. Yeah. Like Jets tickets you can get like day a game. Yeah. They'll always sell out eventually because people go to 7-Eleven. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. when you go to a Giants game or a Patriots game and a Steelers game, okay, I don't know about the Vikes, but I imagine it's the no, same it's thing. No, same thing. Okay, everybody has to be there. But now you're looking at eighty to a hundred dollars for a God's country ticket up top. Yeah. And then it's a hundred dollars to park. And then if you want to eat something, you're looking at an average of twenty to twenty five dollars a person. Yep. And you like beer, right? Well that's eleven dollars a <laughs> Yeah, pint. exactly. Okay, and then uh you want a souvenir, you were there. You got to something you're looking at if four people go to a football game, you're looking at roughly a thousand dollars. Yeah. For one Probably afternoon more. sitting out in the cold. Yep. And on a Sunday, and you got to go to work the next day. It really doesn't seem like a really good investment when you break it No, it doesn't. But the worst part about it is they get it. That's the thing. You know, and I said this. I I remember a friend of mine saying to me, and I, you know, say, God bless them because they get it. Because if everybody said, fuck you, I ain't going to the game, it wouldn't be like that. Right. You know what I mean? 
Well, let me ask but, you this. Here's a, you brought this up earlier, and I'm sorry I cut you off. We've been so good about that this week. Mostly because Mike's not talking at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's but, just coughing and yeah. sniffling. And still making good points. Mm-hmm. And still making good points. But I Yeah, exactly. What if one city bombed? Like, obviously, they got poor attendance in certain towns. Like, Miami can't sell out a football game no matter what. No, yeah. You know, like, Dan Marino could come out of retirement and walk out there with an eight-foot boner. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. It, it, they're still not putting asses in the seats. But my, somehow the Dolphins are still making money for the NFL. Yeah. I don't know how that works. So I don't even know if it's a matter of people not going to the games. What is it? else that we're doing it's got to be merchandising yeah. too. Merchandise. no yeah merchandise it's big time and I mean, the dolphins are a popular team around the, around the country yeah even around here i know a bunch of dolphins it's fans you know and it, which is ridiculous but anyway um <laughs> <laughs> you're famous you're famous for dan marino and ace ventura yeah yeah, yeah. which also starred dan marino <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean it's it's fucked up though, cause like I mean, look, my fortieth birthday, my wife took us to Minnesota. Yep, that was cool. I th- I talked about this before. We went to Minnesota. Um, Manny got jacked up on yeah. the, the hotel bill. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we <laughs> fucked Manny on the hotel bill. That was funny. That yeah, was fun. Was... But that was fucking a lot of fucking money. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's fucked up. But that's what I said. But people will pay it. So that's the thing. Is people started saying, wow. "I'm not going to pay that much for a ticket." Eventually, the price of tickets will come down, you know, but because everybody, but there's always, they'll always be upper class and lower class, no matter what. So upper class will go to these games, especially you got teams like the Patriots. I went to Patriots games for fucking 20 bucks. (laughs) You know what I mean? When I was sitting on those cold bench seats, they were aluminum benches. There was no seats. There were aluminum benches. And you'd be sitting out there fucking the 20 crowd. degrees out, fucking freezing your ass to a fucking aluminum bench. Watching Steve Grogan what, do his thing. Yeah, <laughs> while Tony Franklin fucking shank a field goal. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, the million dollar foot. We call it. We paid that guy a million dollars to miss a shitload of field goals. But, I mean, that was, you know, but that was different back then. But you could go to the game. You could afford, you know, my buddy Bungie. We've talked about him before. He passed away of cancer. His dad took me and him to a game, and the tickets were like twenty five bucks. And we, you know, we went, and it was awesome. I mean, and that guy spent seventy five bucks that day. At the time, was a lot of money, but still, people buy them. That's that's the thing, and it's capitalism, and it works for the people. Still buy. You're buying the ticket. Well, I'm going to point out something that doesn't work, and that's Yankee Stadium. Yankees are the Yankees. I don't like them. You don't like them. Yeah. Well, a shit ton of people in New York do. Yeah. They built that new stadium. Billion-dollar project. They're still in the South Bronx, one of the most economically poor areas in the region, if not the entire country. And they stuck this multi-billion-dollar gaudy piece of shit right in the middle middle while people are struggling to keep their rent and their lights on across the street. And then they priced, to pay for this shit, they priced everybody out of existence. So the only seats anybody can afford are the bleachers. So watch a Yankees game on ESPN on an average night, and you'll see the bleachers are full. Full, yeah. And they're still 60 bucks a ticket, but that's the only way you're seeing the Yankees. Yeah. Look at the good seats. 
especially in April. Spotty. Or September. Yeah, spotty. When it's chilly out. Yeah. None of the people that can afford the Ford tickets are going to go sit in the cold. Not only that, they, they don't appreciate it. Yeah. They're not the real fans. The real fans, they're relegating to the outside. Yep. I feel like the same thing goes for the concerts that you mentioned. I tried half-assed. I won't lie to you. I gave it five minutes of attention. But I was going to take my daughter to see Taylor Swift. Yep. At pa- uh, Patriot Place, whatever the state. Yeah. Gillette. Gillette. And uh, I found out that the upper deck tickets were starting at $180. Yeah. $180 to sit uh, a quarter mile away from Taylor Nosebleed Swift. Nosebleed fucking. No, forget at, nosebleeds. Looking at a dot. You're, on the you're stage getting grazed. They hand out oxygen with every ticket. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you're up there, 180 bucks. I'm going to take a nine year old to go see her musical hero. And she's not. She's going to be staring at a screen the entire time. Yeah, I'll spend nine on bucks on the DVD. Yeah. Exactly. Why on earth would I take her to that kind? Of, now, but there's something to be said for the concert and all, but she's yeah, too young to appreciate. But still, like I said, it, you know, they're getting it, and that's what I was getting the point at. Like I had a friend of mine argue with me. You know, he's covered in tattoos. This guy, and he loves getting tattoos. And one of the people he always wanted to get a tattoo from was one of the people on that TV show. What's her name? Cat something. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. She's a really good artist. And oh, no. I mean, but but the thing was, is he ended up getting an opportunity to go, but she was a thousand dollars an hour, right? And he got so fucking mad, right? And he's looking at me. Get a hooker like, for half that, you know? And he's looking at me and he's like, "What the fuck? I wanted." And I said, listen, but people are paying her that. <laughs> so, you know, people are paying her that amount of money to get a tattoo. From so her. why would she no. fucking drop her price to give you a fucking exactly. a tattoo? She's getting it without without fighting it. The, you know, without like struggling for it. She's get people are paying her a thousand dollars an hour for a tattoo. Oh my consumers, god, you could do one tattoo loaded. a week. Yeah, and and consumers, she, we, consumers and she's loaded with it. business. Oh yeah, consumers complain about p- paying all kinds of money, but it's because of the consumer that that we yes, do pay all this money. Exactly. Demand, if demand is there, it's good. We're gonna pay for it. No exactly. Matter what. Somebody's gonna pay. For everybody it. complains about their cell phone bill, but everybody has a cell phone. Right. Everybody comp- complains about their cable bill, but everybody yeah, has cable. cable. Well, recently that's changing. Yeah, it is. Well, you know? people are biting back, but, but you know what? They're biting back, and then they're spending nine ninety nine for six different services. Yep. And before long, they're spending they spend the same, the amount, of same amount of money. Same. And yeah. not only that, those services are not sixty nine six ninety nine anymore. Well, they're they're, they're going ten ninety nine. Yeah, with yeah. all the charges. They're doing this. the same. They're spending the same hundred and twenty you are for yeah. cable. Yeah, not. They have more access. They have more flexibility. Yes. I still think that's the model. DirecTV, which I have. I still have the dish on the side of my house. Yep. But DirecTV has a, an internet service now. Same thing. You can just do it through your computer. Yeah. And you can co- hook it up to your TV. And it's no different than using DirecTV on a dish. The only difference is when it snows, I don't have to go brush off the router. Right. Yeah. That's exactly. it. Yeah. So I, I, the world's moving in that direction. But Mike, you made a point um, when we were planning this episode. You talked about money and social situations. Yes. Talk, I know you're having a tough time tonight. Mike is legit yeah. fucking sick. Yeah, he looks like shit. If it was possible for usual, him to yeah, look yeah. worse. More than usual, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, the money money is definitely a burden on, you know, people freaking, uh, 
looking for medication and shit like that. I mean, uh, elderly people, how many people? But even out there? Not, we're talking about in social situations. Social, yeah. Even just want to go and hang out somewhere. Right. Want to go and hang out somewhere. You don't have money to do this, do that. And, you know, it hurts. It hurts you socially. It hurts all around. Man. Yeah. I mean, what's a it, pint you know? of beer now around here? Five bucks, six bucks? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pay nine bucks a pint next week when I'm in New York. Yeah. And that's obnoxious. Yeah, the it is. markup on a pint of beer, and I mentioned this somewhere, a, a keg of beer is roughly 125 pints of beer. Right. Yep. You can buy one wholesale if you're a bar owner, about 60 bucks, say. Yeah. So you're getting five to eight dollars per pint. That works out to roughly a 1,500 percent markup on beer. Yeah. A bottle of wine, you'll spend nine bucks a glass, but if it's a Twenty-eight dollar bottle, bottle of wine, wine. That's pretty proportional. Yeah, you know, the restaurant gets a little cut, but wine's actually pretty much spot on. Spot on. Yeah, beer is the biggest ripoff, and yet most of us drink it. Yep. Even at a Coors Light, what do you think an actual keg of Coors Light is worth? Fucking fifty bucks, if that. If that. <laughs> if that. I Coors think- Light to me, nothing. Like, all right, but tastes you like drink, fucking socks. All right, but you drink Bud Light, <laughs> which tastes like the feet that goes in those yeah. socks or whatever. <laughs> but I think the metal of the can is worth more than the beer yeah. itself. So why on earth are we spending so much on beer? And the, the poorest people in America drink the biggest markup yeah. in, no in history. Yeah, right? exactly. It, no, you're absolutely pretty right. fucking crazy when you break it down. And I'm sorry I cut you off, Mike, because you were making no, a no, point about right. medicine. No, you're right. No, like, but, so, Well, just as an example, with the... Uh, uh, I want to quit smoking, want to get healthy, want to do all this stuff. I, I get a prescription from my doctor for Chantix, and it's freaking 298 bucks over right? 300 bucks. But, for your, but your, yeah. insurance company, your, your insurance company that yeah. pays for the Chantix will charge you more money because you smoke. Right. Yeah. Exactly. They you don't want you to quit. You know, yeah. way too much money it's in cancer. Way too much money in cancer. That's messed up. Yeah. That just... is a huge money center for them. Yep. Oh, you know what's funny? And this is ironic. Like, I bought these. This I bought a pack of cigarettes today. I haven't bought a pack of cigarettes in fucking eight months. Oh, I've cool. been, Can I, I have one of those? I usually, <laughs> I've been, uh, and I'm tr- as much as I'm trying to quit. You want some? Uh, you want some patches? No, as much as I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just put it right under my tongue. Like, <laughs> as much as I'm trying to quit smoking, I'm still smoking. But I roll my own cigarettes because it was ridiculous. Yeah, I do too. I went from I went from spending fucking ten bucks a day to spending twenty six dollars for the whole week. Well, we right? were doing but, that for for a long time, and finally you guys were like, bam, and then once you start doing it, you realize how much money you fucking saved doing it. It's yeah. ridiculous. Saving man. a ridiculous amount of money. And then it got to a point where it's like, I still have to quit smoking, but today I bought a pack of, I bought a pack of cigarettes, because I ran out of cigarettes, I went and bought a pack. They're expensive. But, I started smoking it, and not gonna lie to you, the I was halfway through the cigarette, and I felt like I was high. And I was like, "It's all the drugs they put it's, in." There's fucking a thousand chemicals in this cigarette right now. Well, I mean, you're not saying right? anything we don't already know. <laughs> no, I know. But I felt as much as I was, you know, I buy the tobacco from the company. It's like, oh, natural tobacco, blah blah blah, and they work. But th- when I was, I have the nicotine. I could feel it. I was like, oh, like what the fuck? <laughs> like holy shit, I'm getting a head rush off of a cigarette. You know, it was fucked up, and that. They're fucking sucking you in. 
there's too much money to be made on you being addicted. Mm-hmm. I, I think that. we know that, but they're also preying on poor people. I, I would say most of today's smokers are people in low, uh, yes. lower economic. And I mean, I'm talking middle class down. I'm no, not talking no, low economic. No, but no, you're absolutely 100% right. And on it that. lines right up with the beer thing. Yeah. Okay. Beer is the national recreational drink for all working class America. You don't yep. see too many seven figure salaries talking about their beer collections unless they're those snobby ipa guys that i used to be but <laughs> yeah exactly if you go if you walk into someone like i and i do all the time is you walk into people the shitload of money's house you open their you know if they've got a refrigerator and or you know stack that i see this all the time too stack like stacks in the garage yeah of like backups there's no budweiser there's no bud light it's all fucking Rare beer, like I've walked. I'm like, where the fuck did you buy that? Well, <laughs> you know? I mean, I like those beers, you know? but I'll buy them in small doses. Yeah, you know, my wife drinks those, and we'll buy them in small doses. I would never stock a garage fridge mm-hmm. full of them, you know. But yeah, you won't see Budweiser. No. And chances are, if you get into the really expensive homes, now you're looking at Scotch. Yeah, and brandy. And I almost feel like your economic level determines what it is you drink. Remember yep. what we said about Frazier all those episodes ago? Yeah. What? When did Frazier lose his beer? Yeah. He used to drink beer with the guys. Yep. And then he went to Seattle and he started drinking cordials. Yes. And brandy and all these things. And he changed his whole persona. And I almost feel like they're making it that way. You know, you make under this amount. Well, you're a bud guy. You make it. Oh, yep. maybe you make a little more. Now you're a Sam Adams guy. Yeah, and yeah. Then, oh, now you're a craft well, beer guy. It's funny. There was this one guy that we used to camp with, went with him. I'm not going to mention his name. Um, he was. It wasn't that was, Indian guy that. No, 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 yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, not at all. But uh, and he was always it was always like Bud Light, Coors Light, you know, Budweiser, out of the can, shotgun and beers out of a can, you know. But he always said, "I'm going to be rich one day," and he was a smart guy. And he went to college, you know, he went to college and he became like this financial person. And now he is. And, you know, he wasn't lying. And you see him now, you would never catch him with the Bud Light. or Bud, And everything is brandy sniffers. Well, it's you a status I mean? thing. And he's yeah, drinking brandy. And he's drinking all this stuff. And he's like, I'm not, oh, you know, he's like, I'm not um, doing that shit anymore. It's just fucked up. I don't know. It's fucked How up. How about this concept? You fucking drink what you like. Yeah. It is a fuck what anybody else thinks. Well, you... I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll drink lager. That's it. I don't drink all that other shit. IPAs or JPCs or whatever the fuck yeah. they are. All that crap. There's only a couple of hand. There's a handful of those that I yeah, like. I... That I like. Okay. But I can't drink them like I'm going to hang out all night and drink them. Yeah. You know, it's a sipping beer, I call them. Sipping beer. That's what I call I'd sipping beer. What drink I Trulies all day. One of my favorite things ever in our friendship was when I left an entire twelve pack of beer in your fridge because Melissa needed me home. Yep. And I left a twelve pack of one of my favorite beers, which is the Red Hook Longhammer IPA. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Those things are gone. They're gone. 
There's no way in hell these these <laughs> beer hounds. They wouldn't oh, touch fucking twelve of them are still there. <laughs> there. There were eleven. Yeah, because <laughs> one of you had to try it to say this shit sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And you fucking you guys sat around probably twitching like addicts. So, uh, I was uh, uh, I was pissed because they were taking space in my refrigerator. <laughs> just sitting in the corner rocking. I need beechwood aging. Yeah. I, I, I need my beer to be represented by a horse. Yeah. <laughs> so you had a fridge full of good beer that sat there for this a good. This shit ain't cold filtered. <laughs> <laughs> this this can doesn't turn blue. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Imagine that they just gave you a gimmick like the can turns blue. Throw an extra three bucks on the twelve bag. You know. Well, they, the course did it. Yeah. No. That's what I'm saying. They fucking. They were like, oh. How could we hey, make up? Yeah, how can we make that was one of my favorite. It was cold brewed. Well, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but then it sat on a truck and drove halfway across the country. Yeah, exactly. It ain't still frosty. No. Nope. You know, stop trying to sell me about that fucking train cold rolling brew. through that turns There's everything a stack into winter. Of them right in the middle of the liquor store. Yeah. In the middle of it, with, in the floor, it's seventy in here. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> the bottles yeah. are red and like, yeah, dusty as shit. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, taste of the Rockies. <laughs> yeah. But what about food? I mean, you made another good point. You Ooh. you think, and, and me and Mike, well, we didn't go toe-to-toe or anything. Cause no, Mike, I was just talking about it. It was a discussion, but you mentioned that fast food is much cheaper than food that's actually good for I you. I always thought, because I don't buy yeah. much good food that's good for you, so I really it's didn't. Not. It's actually not. But that's not. like an old thing. Everybody always says that. Oh, it's so much easier to just go buy fast buy food. It's cheaper. It's cheaper. It's, 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 it's not. It's, it's, it's a not. poverty mentality. And yeah. that's what, you know, people seem to think, well, I'll just take my kids to McDonald's. It's easier than going to the grocery store. But you buy a week's worth of groceries. Me and my wife actually did this. And we took two shopping carts. Because I was convinced at the time when she was going vegetarian that she was spending a shit ton more. Yep. And so we decided to go do our little test. And so I did a shopping cart full of the food that I would buy. And it wasn't junk food, but I was buying burgers and steaks and chicken wings and things that I would want to eat. And this is before the diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) And also because of the diabetes. (laughs) Um, And she went around and got healthy shit. And I was convinced that my much more substantial looking cart was going to be and no, she had five meals planned yeah. for four dollars more. Yeah. So if you can afford to do a little research, you can afford to eat better. Exactly. So I, I think that's one area where money isn't hindering people. I, I feel like that's a big urban myth right now. Yeah. Is that you know you, we can't afford to eat right, but you know, go to McDonald's. You, you, we're not walking out of there for less than twenty bucks. No, it's being exactly. lazy too. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's, absolutely. That's, absolutely. That's the biggest. Because if you buy you buy a package of fucking and I fucking hate them. Fucking chicken patties. Was a package of chicken patties like five fifty? Oh, you mean like the Tyson ones? Yeah, or oh, whatever. They're fucking delicious. They're fucking Tyson's gross. Tyson's ones are wicked good, man. But what are they like? Five five dollars and fifty cents? I don't know. For well, four of them, it, right? Yeah, yeah like four, four of them. Yeah. yeah, like four patties, right? For the same amount, maybe a, maybe fifty cents more. You could buy a fucking package of actual chicken breast. Agree. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's an argument. There are times where you want a deli sandwich, so you go to no, a deli. Yeah, other times you just want Subway. Yeah. Or you can go no, get a burger. All right, but hear me. Like like, no, well, the pedophile and all that. But... <laughs> no, it smells like feet in there. But sometimes you want a burger. You want to go to a diner or you want to go somewhere and get a decent burger. Other times you just want a Big Mac. 
Yeah. Okay. So there's, I, I get the mentality, but if you make a diet out of it, that's a difference. When your idea is, uh, like, when I was a teacher, the kids used to walk around with this fruit punch shit. They used to buy at the bodegas for like 50 cents. And they kept calling it juice because that's what their parents convinced them it was. Yeah. And that, that was that poverty mentality. Yeah. I don't think these kids really understood what they were saying. And I feel like if you go to a, enough, go to McDonald's enough, and you convince yourself that's what a hamburger is supposed to taste like, then that's what a hamburger is supposed right. to yeah, taste like. Yeah, exactly. So, and then they'll convince themselves to spend that much more money. But I can't walk out of McDonald's with four people, for even with a vegetarian. I yeah. can't walk out of there for less than 20 bucks. No, exactly. That's fucking ridiculous with a Happy Meal in, in, in the mix. Yeah. It's ridiculous. No, I went, I mean, just me and my wife went, we stopped at McDonald's for the first time. I'll go to McDonald's like twice a year, you know what I mean? Just for the hell of it. Because I like it. It's good, you know what I mean? But I try not to, to do it. It was like $18. For two people? Yeah. And you don't eat much. Who, me? Yeah, 18 you. bucks, what the hell did you guys eat? <laughs> yeah, I always, I always get, if I go there, I get a Big Mac meal, and then I get uh. Two cheeseburgers and an extra fry. Okay, I take that back. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> I've done that. I've no, done, I've, right. I've done no, those halls. Do. Melissa yeah. and I used to do these Taco Bell nights. And I'm convinced that's what turned her vegetarian. Oh, it would turn me vegetarian. But I would send her there with like 30 bucks in cash. And I'm like, and I'd give her a list. She'd have to go with a slip of paper. Bag full of tacos. Well, because I thought I was being smart. I'd be like, yeah, I want you to get everything off the dollar menu, but I want like nine of them. Yeah. And they had this one thing that was made with Fritos, which in and of itself, that, that just screams you're going to die of a debilitating yeah. disease. <laughs> you're eating something that's supposed to be Mexican and we're shoving American-made corn chips yeah. right in the middle. <laughs> that you can start fires with. Those yeah. things are fucking greatest fire starters ever. They're also delicious. But I used to eat a shit ton of Taco Bell when we used to do this. And then we started noticing we're doing it every week. Yeah, we, we had this weird Sunday night ritual. We were like watching our shows and eating a shit ton of Taco Bell. <laughs> and, and I'm like, this is how you die. <laughs> this, yeah, this is it. Exactly. They're going to find you covered in like, you know, mild sauce. Or that, that's going to be. That's <laughs> Thank gonna... God we have two bathrooms. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could be worse. I could be eating cat food like that one chick on Good Times. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one thing I hated is Taco Bell. Fucking never liked it. Oh my god, I love it. All I could I do is saturate it. it with hot sauce because it made it taste like hot sauce. <laughs> Other than that, it tastes like shit. We figured out Melissa buys these vegan crumbles that are supposed to resemble ground beef, and it's Taco Bell meat. It's identical. Oh, it probably is Taco Bell. And meat. we replicated. They do those crunch wraps, which are amazing. And we, we figured out how to do them. So not only are they vegan, but they're also low carb. No shit. Really? And they taste just like them. You guys should come over for that. Okay. You would eat them. Yeah. You would eat them. They taste just like Taco Bell. They're amazing. Amazing. Oh, that's cool. But anyway, so rent is another one. Like, I'm in the process of looking for my first house. Yeah. We've been renting. I'm 42 years old. I'm far too old to not own anything. But I have a net value of zero. <laughs> you know, I'm just worth nothing in the eyes of the government. Pop figures. And pop figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> that, that's my investment. But I lease my car. I rent my home. We're finally looking to buy around the block from us. Yep. We've, we found a cool house, and we're hoping the guy gets in touch with us that's soon because awesome. it might be a streamlined kind of vibe. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's cool. But I realize what a mortgage costs, even in Rhode Island, 
you know, and this, I grew up on Long Island, which is way expensive. Yeah. Arguably the most expensive home buying in the country. I don't, I don't understand, like, when is that going to hit the rubber band? When are they going to realize that somebody who goes to work from 8 until 6 every day can't really swing this? Yeah. You know, he's not a CEO. He's just a guy who's a decent writer. Yeah. <laughs> and needs a job and needs to work and needs to freelance on the side and needs to buy yeah. his home. When are, when are those homes going to become available? I have two children. I don't have nine. I'm not looking for yeah. handouts. I'm just looking for a decent home that isn't going to bankrupt me and force me to eat McDonald's and cat food like that lady on Good Times. Yeah, it's tough. Like that lady. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it sucks. And I mean... I look. I, I got lucky with my house. You know what I mean. So my my mortgage is low, and but I was when we were looking. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like this is a lot of fucking money." And that's what seventeen years ago. Yeah, and I was like, "This is ridiculous." And then I finally found the house that I bought was from a guy who embezzled a bunch of money from his company and was trying to avoid going to jail and trying to get as much money as he could. Oh, I'm looking for one of those. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's make so, that happen. But that happened, you know, that actually happened. And I was like, I'll buy it right now, you know, for the money. Cause everything I was looking for was 80,000 more than what I was, than what I paid. You know what I mean? So it's insane. But what I think is happening and, you know my fucking hate of conspiracy theory people. No. Right? But. Did you buy a flat house? No. <laughs> but what is, and it, this is a, it's fucking, they, the country has been dumbed down to an extent, and they're still doing it, and the government is still doing it. And what <laughs> it is. shows like this. Yeah. No, but it's, and, and what it is, is it's forcing people it's forcing people out of their homes, and it's it is going to congregate into an area where eventually you're going to all, you know, there'll be. That's why they fucking the government gives you, um, what is it, affordable home, housing. Well, that's what and I'm banking on. For, First look, time home buyer. Where, where is affordable housing? If you look at affordable housing, it's all congested in one area. You know what I mean? And and that's what it is. And they just separate and. Everybody, and that's I think that's what the ultimate goal is to just keep knocking it down, knocking it down until you're in an area that is so tiny. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't know, it's yes. fucked up. I just love that you're not only next to a cemetery, which we've talked about, yes, but you're also behind a church, yes. <laughs> so you've got a home that could basically you just do nothing but sin in your yard <laughs> and then yep. you're reminded of all the dangers yes. of your behavior yeah. <laughs> on a regular basis you got a beautiful catholic church that is full every sunday every sunday That's i get pissed i'm like these fucking motherfuckers are blocking my driveway <laughs> and you're probably saying it to them as they walk in i have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile then you throw your party and you've got a, a virgin on a half shell in the back corner, it is, and that's where we all go to piss. There's a whole bunch of wood. There's a whole bunch of wood on it. <laughs> I even chopped down a tree and threw a whole bunch of wood on and top of it. And then you've got the rotting corpses of dead patriots right next to you. I mean, there's so many things that could go wrong. But what happens? They bookended a church and a and a cemetery with your house and a liquor store. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is pr- 
perfect because I've walked through that yeah, cemetery a thousand times time. to get to the liquor store. <laughs> oh my god, do you really? Yeah, oh yeah. I'm interested in history. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a grave rubbing. <laughs> oh, I do, a thousand times I'm like, oh, I'd love to dig up one of those fucking old ass graves that are in there and just see what's in it. Well, I know it's in it, but... <laughs> hey, and you know what the beauty of it is? That's free entertainment. Yep. That doesn't cost money at all. No. Provided you can avoid police intervention. Yes, exactly. But, I mean, I just, you know, like I said, I got lucky with my house, but it it is getting so hard for people. Everything. I look at... I was at a house the other day, and they, they were selling it. So we were there, we were putting new floors in, and I'm like, I'm looking at the listing... $329,000. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This house, is, it was a fucking tiny little, it wasn't nothing extravagant. It was a cape. And I'm like, 329 are you fuck over a quarter of a million dollars for this fucking shitty house that is 10 feet from the next house? You know, there's no privacy. It's not like you own a bunch of land. Good neighborhood. No, it was a decent neighborhood, but still. No, but that's what, the what fuck? The, that's what you're paying for now. You're not paying for your property. No, you're paying for you're, location. You're, you're paying for everybody else's. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're surrounded by good homes and you got a good school district, whether or not you got children, irrelevant. Yeah. It's a good school district. Exactly. That's what you're paying for. But I got you beat on a price. According to Mike's favorite channel, Fox News. There is a condemned California home. And it's, oh, I saw this. It's outside of San Francisco and, and not close. Yeah. It's outside in the same way that and Wyoming is outside of San it's Francisco. Is that the one that's going to fall into the water there? It's condemned. No, the house it's condemned. has got holes They're, in the roof, holes in the floor. It's condemned. They want it, it needs to be mold knocked down. Oh, everywhere. Yeah. It went for $1.23 million. Really? And yep. it's not large. Wow. This is a small... It's a fucking dump. I saw I it's saw that. That's where it's at. It's, I mean. it's, it's an absolute pit, but because of the neighborhood that it's in, and now, you know, they're not even selling the home anymore. They're selling the potential. The potential. And someone knock, is going to knock that thing down and build a house right there. Well, it'd probably know? be cheaper to do that than to renovate all the mildew. Yeah. And everything that's... In, but, you know, at that point, are you buying land? You know, wasn't that the old joke? You got to buy land now because... We're not getting any more of it. Yeah. So people are generating their own land by buying shitty homes. By, by, we got a yeah. bunch of them in town. There's one that looks like the Adams family home right on Hope Street. Yeah. It's right down the street yeah. from me. And and the guy apparently spent a million dollars on copper pipe and stained glass windows and then stopped. And then yeah. And that thing's no. Been I know exactly what. And it's a beautiful. It could be a beautiful fucking. No, nah, it's creepy as shit. It's haunted it no matter what. It is creepy as fuck. It's absolutely haunted. <laughs> but it could be awesome. There, guarantee old. you, there's a pipe organ in there. And just some creepy butler balding with the skullet in the back, yeah. just playing that fucking thing all day long. Every time I'm home from work, wow, that would be awesome. <laughs> I would buy it if he had, if that guy came with it. Oh well, yeah, he's he's rolled into the property tax. Yeah. I'm sure of it. No, but it it is. It's insane, and I don't fucking understand it. You know what else I don't understand? Why we're sitting here when all three of us are absolutely shot tonight. Yep. We're having a night. Yeah, we are. We came in pissed off. One of us came in sicker than death. Yep. So let's do a little housekeeping and wrap this thing up. Yeah. I'm th- yeah, I'm thinking that's the way to go right now. All right. So I think the only thing we have to say is last week we, we made new friends, or you guys in your case, you already knew them, but we played 
the flood from Along Came the Flood. Yeah. And I hope they appreciate us doing that. But they did ask us to play the mirror. So we're going to go out with the mirror tonight. Yes, we are. And, you know, we, I really do want to meet you guys. I know these two jackasses know you, but there's better things out there. Come hang out with me. <laughs> Other than that, I think we just got to reiterate, we're starting to get some Twitter followers this week. Things are starting to happen on our Twitter page. We're starting to resonate with a few audiences. The video game community on Twitter seems to like us. Yep. So that's cool. The heavy metal community really likes us. They've been retweeting us a bit and all that. We'd like to get the podcast community yeah, to reach out nice. to us or internet radio or whatever we want to call ourselves. So please check us out again at, at NTS underscore podcast on Twitter. And at NTS underscore podcast on Facebook. Come check us out, guys. Right. That's all we can say. Yeah. If you got anything to say to us, you want to send us an email. It's at ntspod at gmail.com. And, you know, we're doing this. If this is the first episode you've heard, do me a favor. Go back to last week. Yeah, because, yeah. And play that one. (laughs) And you get to hear what Mike sounds like. Because this was all serious. We were all... Serious this week for some reason. Man, we've been doing a lot of that lately, and I well, think I think we got this need to show people that we're not just dummies. No, we're not. I guess everybody we show we prep, all had show we, we all had weeks, like we said. We all had bad weeks. This was a shit week and, and a shittier yeah. day. Like, yeah, I, I came well, into this morning all excited, and then the day happened. Yeah, and now I you know then you couldn't get there until seven thirty, so and you I, also had a day. I actually left my house angry, going to pick you up, like mad. And not just because he was <laughs> yeah. coming to pick me up. No, uh, that, no, that was no, a whole not different to pick thing. You up. There was a whole, you know, you know. So yeah. So this is not the what we're gonna call a benchmark episode. No, no, no. But at the same time, we're not dummies. No. So we talked a little bit. We got money issues. We got radio issues. We got sleep issues. And Mike has some germ issues. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yes, he does. <laughs> but uh, I guess, uh, again, the song playing us out tonight is Along Came the Flood, The Mirror. Thank you guys again for letting us use your music. We fucking love it. Craig? Needless to say, we said it.